If you're familiar with my journey as a social media manager, as an entrepreneur, you'll know for me, I started out as a blogger. And I loved blogging. My sister and I had a fashion and beauty blog called Shopstyle Conquer. Throwback if you've been here since that began. And then we kind of started a YouTube channel as well. And this was back in, we started the blog in like 2011, YouTube maybe 2014, 2015. So influencer wasn't really a word back then. (laughs) It wasn't really a thing. And eventually we got tired of influencing, like we wanted to go and have our different careers and for us it really wasn't worth it anymore, we just didn't love it, we didn't love monetizing our passion project, our content and for me in particular, I loved working in the world of social media, but I wanted to do something more. I wanted to build a business rather than just monetize my personal brand and sell products. I wanted to do something bigger. And that was when I really pivoted and put those skills that I had learned as a blogger or YouTuber and became a social media manager. And one of my favorite things about social media management, it is the platform, it is your launch pad to basically doing anything else in the online world. You can pivot from social media management into coaching, into online courses like me. You could start your own e-commerce business. It is really a great foundation to build experience. And this is one of the key things that Adriana and I talk about in today's interview because she actually started out in a similar way as a micro-influencer, then went into pharmaceuticals because that was where she felt was her career and the right thing to do. And then she found her way back to social media management. And after hustling and starting her business, she has done so incredibly well. And Adriana is actually a former Dishing Up Digital School student of mine who's come through my course and my program. And it's really awesome to see how she's taken those skills and grown her business to offer Instagram services and Pinterest services. And she is doing so well for herself and I'm incredibly proud. So I had to get her on the show to talk about her journey. Again, you guys know the drill with these interviews. This is the ups and downs. This is the real, the raw advice for what's really working in the social media management space right now. And yeah, I'm really excited for this interview. Just a quick heads up for those of you who are listening bright and early on Monday or Sunday, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, I do have a free webinar coming up tomorrow. It's going to be live. There's going to be a very limited time only replay available for this. So if you're looking for a dose of inspiration to kickstart your business and your social media management career, head to the link in the show notes of today's episode to come and sign up. Otherwise, there'll also be a link to the Dishing Up Digital School if you want to learn more about working with me. But enough blabbing from me. We're here to learn from Adriana. Let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. 
beginning. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story, Adriana, how you got started, how you became a social media manager. So I'm doing social, social media is a part of my life since I remember. I started with all social media platforms. Uh, I don't know if Photolog was a thing in New Zealand, but in Portugal was a thing. i5 was a thing. MSTN was a thing. It was not a social media platform, but it was kind of the same vibe. And I was always very involved in that. And in 2014, I started a YouTube channel. I probably could be a really famous YouTube channel <laughs> because I started in the booming of YouTube and I did a lot of cool makeup um, videos and tutorials and all of those things. And I really enjoy it, but I was starting college at the same time, so I didn't pursue it. So I migrated to Instagram that felt more natural to me. And I worked as a micro influencer in Portugal. So I will, I was always very involved in social media and I always understood foundation. And I think I have a really good knowledge. Even before starting doing courses, I always had a really good knowledge about social me- social media. And when I found that being a pharmacist was no longer an option for me because I really hated it. I had a pretty traumatic experience in my internship. So I decided, okay, this is no longer what I want to do with my life. I started taking social media courses and trying to see what brings me passion and what was making me feel happy. And social media was such a happy place for me and I just want to pursue that. So I started taking a few courses, but it was only when I took Teaching Up Digital that I really gained the confidence to start my business. You know, when you are only starting to, when you want to learn and learn and learn and learn until you and until you find yourself confident enough to take that leap of faith, but then you find yourself in, on a rabbit hole because you are always learning and you are never taking the step. So I was on module two. That was one of my favorite models. I think it's one that you find you talk all about the motivation and all about the mindset. And I was like, okay, now I'm, now I have to create my my Instagram account. And it was I think February or March last year. So I'm making almost a year in business <laughs> that I started doing my my Instagram and I had my first client on June. So it's pretty recent pretty new but I feel that I learned a lot in this process so it it feels like only it was only a couple of months but it feels like I'm doing this for so many years you know I think I learned a lot in this journey. I love that journey from micro influencer to pharmacist to social media manager that is so cool. I, I did a little bit of everything. Yeah yeah for sure. Do you feel, because I, it's kind of similar to me, like I started, you know, with the blog and the YouTube channel. Oh my gosh, OG YouTube with the beauty gurus was a time, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> one thing that I found personally is when I started in that kind of influencer space, I did feel pressured to go into a quote, normal job. 
Did you ever feel that way with going into being a pharmacist and kind of being like, oh, you know, I should do this. This is the proper career pathway. This is, you know, what normal people do. <laughs> I'm going to be honest and I want to be real honest because I feel that this is, that is the most inspiring thing to other people because people can relate with me. I didn't knew what I wanted to be. I just knew I wanted to have financial stability. Mm. I want to do something that brings me money because I always felt money is really important in my life because I want to live without worrying about money. I want to do things that brings me joy and you you need to have money for those things. As cliche as it sounds or as superficial it sounds, it's really true. You need have money to travel you need to have money to go to nice places and to live life i didn't want to work and for living i i wanted to have joy in my life i wanted to do things that i'm passionate about so i just wanted uh, to do something a work that could bring me money at that time health uh, jobs were a big thing so i thought Maybe being a doctor or being a pharmacist was the best approach to me. And I was, I had good rates. I was in a good position, so I could uh, uh, apply to good college. So it felt, it felt natural to me, but I understood pretty quickly that it was not for me. Thank you for your honesty. I think you're right. Like a lot of people will resonate with that story there's so many people I think especially in school we're kind of forced in deciding you know at 18 17 okay what do you want to do for the rest of your life like decide now and you're kind of like uh that looks good I'll go for that option <laughs> right yeah the pressure is huge and you don't know I I didn't knew anything about the course I was applying I didn't knew anything about being a pharmacist I just knew okay they make a good salary so I'm applying to that which is not at all true uh, I feel poorly for my for pharmacy scholars colleagues because they don't earn enough in Portugal for what they do so what was it about I guess we've kind of discussed it a little bit but what attracted you to social media management I guess the freedom the finances the potential yeah the, the freedom and doing something that I'm really passionate about and and creating and uh, pulling the creative part of me that I felt it was numbed, you know, because I was all about science and all about um, the scientific part of me and the creative part of me was really numbed. And I feel that social media helps me to be creative and to do something different every day and deal with different clients and and, and it's really something that I really enjoy. And that's why I knew right away that, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Amazing. And for those listening who haven't done the Dishing Up Digital School, Adriana actually came on and did a guest training for us on Pinterest, which was really awesome to have you come through the program, then come back and teach a lesson. It was awesome. And you have had amazing success booking clients on, uh, you know, Pinterest packages and social media management packages. I've seen your Instagram. The results you get for your clients are amazing as well. For those who are just getting started today, what would be your best advice or best strategy to give them if they're looking to book 
more clients, if they're struggling to get themselves out there, what was your best strategy when it came to getting those clients through the door? I would say never give up. And it's a cliche thing, but it was what made me reach what I reached. I was in a point in my business where I lost my two clients. I, I ended up with only one client. I was earning 250 euros, one of my first clients. And I was like, okay, it's my time to search for a new job. I cried my, uh, I bawled my eyes out that day. I, I, I think I spent the whole day in my bed crying. Wow. Because I was, I felt like a failure and I decided, okay, I'm going to apply to a regular job. This was my, my, my end. This was my awakening to get my shit together. And I'm sorry for the word, but it's really what it is. And start applying to a regular job. And I kid you not, the next day I received a message asking me for a quote. And I was like, okay, I don't have anything to lose. So I sent her uh, my first four-figure quote. And I was like, this is what I need to keep my business running. So I don't have anything to lose. I will just send it. And she was like, okay. She didn't even blink. Oh, my god! And I laughed. Perfect. So, yeah, I think sometimes we just have that mindset of I'm not worthy of that money and we surround ourselves with people that are not willing to pay it. But the thing is, a bottle of water costs 25 cents in the supermarket and costs $10 at the airport. You just need to surround yourself with people who are willing to pay what you deserve. And this is something that took in my head and it's something that I'm, I, I, I want to bring in my business forever you know that don't give up even if you are in the shitty position oh my gosh I needed to clap that was just beautiful (laughs) there's so many great things to unpack there like the whole not giving up on yourself even you know having to spend the day crying in bed but then getting up and being like okay there's an opportunity let's go for it let's put myself out there I feel so low right now and rejected, but I'm going to quote this person my highest price yet. Like that is so bold. And I think that is what social media management entrepreneurship is all about. It's picking yourself up after the blows. It's the resilience that you always build. Like I always say entrepreneurship is the best way to, you know, um, or the best self-development you will ever go through. Like it's like a therapy. <laughs> You're constantly challenging yourself. Failure after failure is what you do with it, with that failure. I had my jewelry business that failed and I could stop being an entrepreneur. I could stop working for myself because it's not always, the income is not consistent. But I took that as an opportunity to learn from my experience and what I did wrong and what I'm not going to do anymore. And it's how I face my business. It's all about learning from your failures. Mm, That's so well said. And I think the other thing you said there around just putting the price out there and finding the clients who will 
you know, pay those premium prices and not self-sabotaging in a way. And it's something I find so often with students coming through the program, they're constantly like, okay, I'm ready for the next level. How do I get the four-figure client? How do I get, you know, the $2,000 client? Where are they? And I'm just like, they're everywhere. Like, I don't have a proper answer for you because they just, they just come, they yeah. appear. And so often it's just the fact that they're not pitching those higher prices. They're not even giving their clients the opportunity to choose this premium package or, you know, a high-end offer because they're too scared to put it on the table, right? Yeah, because we are always, and that happens to me a lot. Even these days, I, I'm always constantly, okay, I'm sending her this price, but she will pick the more affordable one yeah. for sure. And sometimes that doesn't happen and they are also wanting to include even more things on the package. But I feel like sometimes we don't believe in ourselves enough mm. and that is the thing for me and it's one of my biggest things is um, comparing my journey to other social media manager uh, journeys. The whole thing I'm booked out in two weeks, in three weeks and all of those things. And I'm here, okay, it took me maybe six months or three months until I, I get my first client and it was a 250-year-old one. How, how is this journey working for me? Mm. And trusting the process and being bold and taking that leap of faith is sometimes what we need to thrive and just allow the universe to bring us what we deserve. I believe a lot in the universe and the energy you manifest to the universe. So if you manifest that you are not worth your value and if you are always looking at your values as it's too much, no one will uh, book me at this price, you will end up with clients that are not willing to pay your, your prices. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. And it's all about how you present yourself as well. You walk into that meeting, if you've got that, that belief, if you've been saying to yourself, like, we're going to book, you know, a $1,200 client, $1,500 client, I'm ready for it, you start acting like it. it's like people say, start acting like a six figure business owner before you become one. And then you will suddenly, you know, open your eyes one day, and you are that person start believing it and acting it and letting yourself be it before it happens. I love that. And what for you has been a highlight so far in your business, either a biggest project, biggest client, or just something you're really, really proud of? I'm really proud of the first four, four, figures, four figure client I book because it can sound small, a thousand euro client can sound small for a lot of people, but in Portugal, that is more mm. than a minimum wage. So for me, that was a really turning point in my career and uh, really saying, okay, this is happening and I won't give up <laughs> no matter what. This is my life. And just being able to, in this Saturday, this past Saturday, I was working just because I love my work. So I was working a little bit on, uh, on Saturday while I was was watching my boyfriend surfing. So at the beach, wow. drinking my coffee, just doing some Pinterest scheduling and just enjoying the sun, even though it's winter in Portugal, but it was a really sunny day. And I was like, how lucky I am. 
oh, okay, I am, this is my life, you know, and I'm able to enjoy these little things. And I'm, I am working on a Saturday, but because I want, because I took Friday mm -hmm. off and because I want to just do some things and just keeping up with my clients and just doing some work because I love my work. So <laughs> this is a thing that I'm very, um, it's difficult for me to separate my my uh, my work with my life. Um, I have to set those boundaries soon because I feel like I'm always working. Even if it's the smallest thing, I'm always working. That is totally the next phase you enter as a social media manager. Like I've been through it. That first year, you just love your job. So you're happy to work all the time. And and I remember coming from, you know, my corporate job where everyone was so everything was so structured and forced and like it was so hard to take a holiday that I was like, well, I'm gonna go camping for a week and I'm still gonna work, you know, do an hour of work each day because that is my dream. Like I have never been able to do that. I remember for, you know, I quit my job at the end of November and obviously you have the Christmas period and New Year. I had always worked through Christmas in my job because, you know, I was the, the one that had to be in the office. I was the youngest one. I kind of drew the short straw. And then before that, while I was at university, I worked retail. So I did the Christmas sales, the Boxing Day sales. So for me to be able to not work and then go away camping with my friends was the ultimate freedom. I didn't care that I had to do a little bit of work on holiday because it was the dream. Um, but like you've just said, you do get to the point after a while where you're like, oh, okay, I'm working every day now. <laughs> we need to sort something out. I feel a lot of remorse. If I take one week off, at the end of that week, I always, I'm always feeling that I'm failing to my clients, even though I have everything scheduled, even though I provided the best work possible and I didn't do anything different just because I was not there. I always feel that I am failing to my clients mm. and, and I have that fear that maybe they will drop me because I'm not as present as I used to be. Mm. So yeah, this is definitely something that I need to work and is really a struggle for yeah. my business right now. I think our struggles evolve as the way Absolutely. <laughs> as our <laughs> as our journey evolves as well, as our business evolves as well. So my struggles at the beginning are not the same the same as I have now, but I have the I have different ones. They are they never abandon us. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's always a new problem. I think like this is an opportunity for a little bit of coaching for you, Adriana. But I think what's really important to remember here and what I remind myself when I take breaks is if I have a little social media detox, if I go away campaign and I leave my phone turned off, I am so recharged. Like I can come back to work with such better you know, levels of creativity and new ideas. And I can just show up as the best social media manager for my clients because I've taken time to rest. And I think that's so important when we're in a creative job, especially because you rely on your creative magic to come up with cool new ideas, to think outside the box. And if we're constantly exhausting that, you're actually doing such a disservice to your clients. So really reframe that in your mind to being like, hey, actually, no, I need to take breaks because that's going to make me better at my job. I'm going to be a better business owner. And I also think the key thing is just having clear communication with your clients, just being like, hey, I'm taking a little bit of a holiday. I'm going to be offline from X date to X date. 
even if you're like, oh, well, I'm still going to be online to check my emails. Don't tell them that. <laughs> just be, I'm going to be <laughs> online from, you know, Monday to Sunday, however long it's going to be. And just communicate with that with them. And what I found when I started doing that was clients were genuinely happy. They were like, well-deserved, Ellen. Enjoy your holiday. Can't wait to see your photos. And that was really sweet. Number one, it shows you you've got your perfect aligned clients. But number two, it's like we create this story in our heads of fear, of judgment, of failure, of not feeling like we're fulfilling our duties when it's just so untrue. It's just our own negative mindset trying to tell us lies, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that is really true. And that is completely different. And I, you show me a different perspective of the, <laughs> all of these things. So yeah, it's true. You can be a better social media manager because you feel refreshed after taking a few days off. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely implementing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Always learning with Ellen. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it's also for me, it comes back to what you mentioned right at the beginning of this episode, module two of the Dishing Up Digital School. That is why it's module two. It's all about mindset. It's about learning about those limiting beliefs because they, like you said, they come up at every phase in your business. There's always going to be a new problem. There's always going to be a new fear. I know for me, you know, this year has been really crazy already releasing a book and I was utterly burnt out afterwards and I couldn't quite understand why. I'm like, I wrote the book like months ago. I, it's not like I was just marketing it and selling it. But when I sort of talked through it with people, I realized it was just a shock to my body of doing something so new that I had no idea about, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out how to use Amazon, Amazon rejecting my book like three days before the release and all of this panic and stress because I was doing the unknown. And that's naturally what happens in business. Every time you go to the next level, every time you're like, hey, let me write a book, let me launch a course, let me launch this new service. There's something new around every corner. But on the flip side, that makes it exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it was super worth it. I'm, I have your book and I'm all way through it. And it's Yay. really amazing. Congrats, Ellen. Ah, it's thank you. Super inspiring. And I love how you talk about the difference between w uh, women and men and business. And it's really important to me. And it opened my eyes about a lot of things that I was not aware. So well done. Ah, I'm so glad to hear that. And we'll pop a link below to purchase a book for those of you listening who haven't picked up a copy yet. And before we leave, I have to do the little part of the episode that makes me blush, but we have to ask <laughs> for those listening who are interested in signing up for the Dishing Up Digital School, would you recommend it to them, Adriana? How did you feel about the program? How did it impact your journey? For me, it was the turning point, as I said, because I had all that knowledge, but I didn't have the ignition that I need to start. And I think what, uh, this thing that the digital is awesome. I love every second of it. I, I, I think I watched the course maybe in less than a month. I was really leaving Ellen for most part of my day. <laughs> but I feel that module two is what really makes a difference for me and how you are involved and how you are passionate about that course because it shows up. It shows how you follow up with your, your students and how you nurture that connection with your students and you are really passionate about 
that journey. And I think that was what made the course for me and what make Dishing Up Digital so special. And I will always have a spot for DDT in my in my heart. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I just love watching you shine. I love following your Instagram and we're going to link that down below because you have a beautiful Instagram page. It's so inspiring for anyone yeah. listening, but how else can people connect with you? Those listening today, if they want more Adriana, I feel like you should start a podcast. I've loved this interview. You should, <laughs> yeah, you should get onto it. Thank you. Uh, you know that my English is always a soft spot for me. It's sweet. You've <laughs> been so I'm good though. Thank you. I watched Lisa's episode. So oh, yes. Lisa. And she brings me so much confidence because she rocked it and she also has an accent. So I was like, okay, let's rock this podcast and be true and inspire someone. Yes. <laughs> so someone else there felt inspired. I appreciate. And I would love you to send me a DM on my Instagram and chat a little bit. So my Instagram is at adrianarsilva.va. It's a Portuguese name, so I'm sorry. But <laughs> but yeah, I would love to connect with uh, your podcast listeners and just chat a bit. Amazing. I just I just laughed a little bit hearing my Kiwi accent, like Adriana, and then you're like your beautiful Portuguese accent of how your name's meant to be pronounced. I'm like, oh my God, my accent. <laughs> no, don't don't worry. I find myself saying Adriana as well because I feel it's easier mm. for <laughs> because most of people speak English. So I'm I'm fine with Adriana. It's just it feel it feels weird for me to say Adriana and not Adriana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. It's been awesome chatting and catching up with you. And yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you for inviting me, Ellen. It was really a pleasure. And I always love hearing from you. And you are always so inspiring. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And I hope we can get up later. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. <laughs>